I wake up in shakes. My eyes gloss over with some fog that just seems to get a little worse with each time I try to blink it out. And I'm terrified I'm going blind. This is how it starts. My vision shuts off, like those old-fashioned television sets where the picture closes in on itself, leaving one tiny peephole still slightly winking at you. Kind of. You're not sure whether you're imagining it, whether you're imagining your eyes open or not. (laughs) I wonder if I'll ever escape it. The blinking, the blindness, the trying to see. I grip the night table. A glass tips. Spills itself over my lap and my bottom half goes cold. I stay very still. Breathing controlled. Out. In. Counting out the exhales. Thinking about how the wetness makes the flannel stick. Details. Focus out, not in. Out, not in. But I've always had a hard time with this sort of thing. I start to go back to the running. I'm running into the whiteness, coldness, the bare nothing. No sign of life, just the bite of a chill or a knife. It's the north. And there's a storm. A growling comes from somewhere behind me, and I don't know what to do. So I keep running. And running, I try to scream, to scream and to scream. But somebody once told me that there's only a small distance that the sound of a scream can reach before it starts losing to the wind. Before it starts giving up on itself. I think I've been coming to this place far too much. So I try, I blink, I blink and I blink. I try to go back, to go back to my room. My night table, my desk, the crashed glass, bed linens, messy hair. Focus out. Think about something. The window. Think about the window. The window. Go to the window. And the night table grip. I stumble a bit, but I'm making it. I'm making it. And I open the curtains. And the focus returns. And the grid's on the screen. I can make out each one. The wood of the pane. The dust on the frame. The grayness of the sky but then I see that it started to snow. I'm running, I'm running. I'm running and running because I think I heard somebody scream. Then, it could have been just my imagination. My Aunt Ellie says I have a fast one of those. But I swear I heard it in the wintry wind. Coming from around the corner of this block... Okay, now you be the sidekick and I be the cop, and and we go catch that voice that somehow got lost. A voice I feel like I've heard before, in a dream somewhere, or a nightmare. Now, are you watching the clock? Good, because you know I have to be back before supper. First, we have to have the surrounding area covered, from this set of streetlights to the next. So you go one way, and I'll go the other. Actually, no. Say, why don't we start by patrolling together? After all, I just met you and would like to get to know you better. I promise I won't make you stay out too late. I just want to make sure that they're okay. For the sake of adventure, what do you say? You will? Great. So, what's your name? Oh, your mom told you not to tell your name to strangers? That's smart of her. Well... I'm Ray. 
What brings you out here in the middle of a school day? You're looking for a friend? I guess I am too. So I start walking back, back to the bed. I lay down my head, back down where things are safer, and I stay there. Do you remember when we were little? Whenever I felt like crying, you would lie beside me, say, to close our eyes and tell me just, go to sleep. But if I just went to sleep, it would all feel okay. And it wouldn't matter what time it would be, you'd wait. But what if I'm crying? Already asleep. What if I'm screaming in my sleep now, too? Because the monster is there, footprints behind me. All I have to do is think of him. Bared teeth. I keep going back there. You're you're crying. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you that. That was a bad thing to say. I shouldn't have told you anything. (sighs) There's so much that I can't piece together. Want to know a secret? I'm supposed to be at school. But Mitch and the group of bigger boys from class threw my picture book into the snow. Now the pages are all wet and smudgy and I can't make out what anything is. This one here still looks like a girl. Her face is all foggy though. Anyway, I got really mad. And after second recess, I left school grounds. I started crossing to the next streetlight. Then I thought about Aunt Ellie, how disappointed she'd be. So I tried doing that thing she tells me to do whenever I feel like screaming. She lies beside me and tells me to breathe out in. So I breathe out in. Because when I do that, makes everything feel okay. I started to turn back, but then I heard the scream. The same scream I felt inside me, but coming from somebody else's mouth. So I started running. I started running and running. Then I found you. And I like you. I like you a lot better than Mitch, or anybody else in my new class for that matter, so I'm glad that we're friends. But I think I'll start walking back now. My toes are getting wet. They always have to call you. They always have to poke at everything. I'm choking here. I didn't want to be disturbed today. I didn't mean to disturb anyone else, okay? I don't know why they always have to call to say... Your phone is ringing. Yes, I know, but your phone... Aren't you at least gonna check? Okay. I love you, Ellie. Who was it, by the way? I open the door to the classroom, puddles leaking out of my boots. I couldn't find my indoor shoes. Mitch probably took them and hid them somewhere like he hasn't done that before. When the teacher asks me where I was, I just look at Mitch, but he looks away. So I just hold to my picture book tight, open to the drawing of you I just drew. They call my aunt, can you believe it? They call her cell phone from school. 
Also, they send me to the principal's office. Walking through the hallways, all I can think about is the whitish-yellow walls, brick by brick, coming in closer, and all I want to do is be running. To be running and running. Out in the fields, out with you, out in the blizzard, far from here. I imagine the blizzard breaking the bricks down, all the way down, till the school doesn't exist anymore. I stretch out my arms and breathe in the polar air. You tell me it's the north. Then, I don't really know how, but focusing out, I find myself somewhere past the principal's office. When I finally find my way back, they ask me a bunch of questions, like why I didn't come back from recess. But my thoughts are in pieces. I tell them some lie. I'll do better next time. But I also accidentally tell them about you, and they get worried, which is weird. Aunt Ellie doesn't say anything when she picks me up, but she makes me soup when we get home like she always does when she doesn't really know what to say. She asks me if I'm hungry, and I always say yes so she can make the soup. Anyways, I'm glad you knew how to find me because I'm not allowed to go outside for the rest of today. You're to stay inside for the rest of the day, Ray. But she never said anything about the rest of tonight. So, when the house goes quiet, okay, I know that's maybe not what she means, and I've been trying to forget the sound of the scream, but I can't. And I know you can't either. Otherwise, you wouldn't have come to find me to continue our investigation. And besides, I won't be by myself. You'll be there. I also drew a map of, of the places that the scream could be. I started a fresh picture book. I also stole some cookies for you from the pantry. Don't tell. So, when the... Look, when the house goes quiet, we book it. Out the window, past the streetlights, stealth-like, through the cold night. And don't you worry, don't you worry about fitting through... I'll do my best to help you. Oh, by the way, did you end up finding your friend? I hear a sound out the window. Somebody moaning, crying in the night. I turn sideways across the bed, curl up and face the door as though maybe if I stare at it, as though maybe if I just keep staring at it, I'll stop the monster from coming in. I'm fighting to focus, but it doesn't help. Night table grip. But I start to drift again. I trip trying to stand, loose knees, tight heart, clenched hands, breathing out, in, searching for quiet, breathing in the quiet. But I swear I can still hear it. I walk towards the voice, and while I do, I pretend that I'm a ghost. The deep north grows colder on the other side of my window, and the storm is getting worse. I focus out. I see a dark blur sprawled in the snow. A small blur. And, and something else beside it. Fur. Growling. But it's a different kind of growling than I thought I heard before. A growl of of pain or sadness, I can't really tell. And it turns to me, and for the first time, the growling becomes a language. I can't quite tell which it is, but for some reason I can understand it. I hear it to tell me to stop. To stop running. 
Then I'm there, outside, out of nowhere, in front of the figure, still blurry. I can't quite tell who it is. They're like an outline, um, a shading, a sketch of something small and familiar. A shadow that I once knew. Breathing out. In. And the monster stops being a monster. I tell him I don't know where to go. So he says, carry the boy, because I can't. So I do. And I follow his footprints through the darkness of the north. I can't quite say for sure, but I think I see this boy reaching out to me. Clutching something in what looks like a hand, and the thing is pulsing, trying to get out. Then the focus returns, and I see it's a piece of my fear. He had wrestled it down for me. And I tell him it's okay, that I don't think I'll be needing it anymore. It's quiet now. And the whiteness, the softness, the bare... everything. And I can let my focus go. Wiping the fog from my eyes is getting easier now. Every now and then when I feel like running, I stop to breathe out. In. Taking in the largeness of it all. I'm able to see it from one end to the other. To see it clearly without trying so hard. I've stopped waiting for something to come out from under the ice. From the storm. Some secret. Though, sometimes I will still hear a growling. But, but then there's this image of the boy reaching out to me. And the footprints leading us through, reminding me I am not alone. That's the day I stopped being afraid. When I held him that day, he told me he was afraid, and also that he felt like crying. I told him what my big sister used to tell me when we were small, that whenever I felt like crying, he used to tell me just to go to sleep. So I told him that. Just that. That if he went to sleep, it would all be okay. So he went to sleep, and... You're crying.